So today's conversation is a very powerful one with one of our good friends, Skip. And he's somebody who, although I've uh, met him a few times and he's actually one of James's best friends, I didn't know much about his background story and how he actually built his incredible brand, Wonder Soul. So today we're diving into that and talking a little bit more about healing your body as well as your mind and what it looks like to surrender and the results of what happens when you surrender and just accept the present moment. Now, I want to mention that there are some audio issues with this episode, but I hope it doesn't detract from what you're about to hear because this conversation is very powerful. Let's dive in. It's time to create a life that's better than your dreams with the I Heart My Life show. I'm Emily Williams, the founder of I Heart My Life and your I Heart My Life show host. This is your one-stop shop for all things personal development meets lifestyle. So pull up a seat, get out a pen and a paper and get ready to learn. Welcome to the I Heart My Life show, Skip. I'm so pumped to have you on and to learn more about your background and of course, have you share with the audience all of your incredible wisdom and the work that you do. Awesome. I'm so excited to be here and I'm so honored that you would uh, do this interview when you've got all of your amazing life situations happening. So it's cool. We're, and I can kind of feel you. We're like 30 minutes apart right now. So we're yeah. almost physically together. Love it. Yeah, I'm coming off of three weeks of COVID. So just getting back into interviews and all that good stuff. But I'm excited about this because you become one of my husband's fast friends and he knows you so intimately. And yet we've only spent like a few hours together, not even that. And so I'm excited to learn more about you and, and all of your work, like I said. So let's just take it back first and foremost. Foremost, Tell us the story behind the success. Wow. The story behind all of the success or yeah, which everything. one in particular? All of it? Yeah. <laughs> How did you yeah. start doing this work? Like, What are some of the big turning points for you that brought you to this place and really influenced everything you're doing in the world right now? If I'm going to go to kind of the formative moments, I would say my parents are pretty incredible. So they're incredible in two very different ways. My mom um, works for like the school system in Minnesota, local school system. She like fixes computers and tech problems. She's like the tech lady for a public school system, right? But she had me listening to Tony Robbins and Zig Ziglar and Jim Rohn when I was nine years old, all the time in the car when she was doing Herbalife, passing out flyers. We would be out at 10 p.m. at night listening to these guys on tape. And back then, I just thought it was a cool way to hang out with my mom. Little did I know all these seeds were being planted for the future, right? And my parents were divorced at the time, too. And we actually lived about 1,200 miles away. So my dad and my brother and I lived in Louisiana and New Orleans. And then my mom lived in Minnesota, so opposite sides of the states. And then my dad is a very interesting character. He has what's called an emperor's throne. It's like that chair where you sit back and there's six computer monitors above you. And it's always been his dream to play video games full time. And he literally has been doing that for like the last 25 years or so. Like he has a job and goes to work, but he works from home and he has been way before COVID. So he can work and play video games at the same time. So he's a very interesting character, very reclusive, but he's been living his dream for a very long time. So when I bring up the topic of like fulfillment and fulfillment there, even though a lot of people may not consider that to be their dream life, it is his. 
So I kind of look at him as like the ultimate fulfillionaire because no matter what everyone else says or thinks or does, he's like living his own version of a dream. And my mom is just like the most positive person I've ever met in the world. So, you know, I would say those two different mindsets and kind of, you know, there was one point of me where I was like from a wealth perspective, like my mom is like, she's just not interested. And there was a time where I was like, oh, I, you know, her money mindset and stuff. Like, I don't know if I want to adopt that, but her happiness, her joy for life, the perspectives that she has and her gratitude is unmatched. And then my dad, where it was like, not a workout guy, not necessarily a money guy, but had a lot more money than my mom. They, they both had these really world-class characteristics, right? Or my mom had the perspective and my dad had his own like dream that he was always living. So I've got to give credit to them of showing me those aspects of life. And then I've built my own aspects of life in different ways. Another formative moment was right after high school, I got hired by a motivational speaker named Eric Bostic as his right-hand man. I was technically like his first employee. And he was collaborating with people like Tony Robbins. So right out of high school, I got to like be the right-hand man doing all this epic stuff. And it was youth leadership, motivation, and education. And he was a hustler. This dude was a straight up entrepreneur going to like trade shows and selling his speaking gigs. And I would just help him with everything. I would speak. I would run these camps with him. I would sell his stuff to people at these trade shows. And then eventually he offered to build my own brand so that I could sell my own speaking stuff and kind of be on the road with him. And I actually said no to that. I don't know where that wisdom came from at the time, but I just knew that I needed to get more life experiences so that I could speak from a place of wisdom and, and knowledge. And at the time, I just felt kind of like a fraud if I were to speak until I had gained more experiences. So then I went on a massive journey to gain world-class experiences with world-class people like yourself and James and everybody else that's in my life nowadays. And it's just been an incredible journey. As far as the dojo goes and the physical health stuff, I broke my back when I was 18 years old in a recreational soccer accident, L1 to S1, if anyone's familiar, like low back and into my sacrum. And that debilitated me for three years. And after learning how to heal it, I ended up helping a lot of other people heal things in themselves and now teach a, uh, a whole practice where people can learn how to heal themselves without ever needing to see someone one-on-one. -on -one. So it's been a really, really beautiful journey and a lot of other, you know, huge things, but that's the, that's the building blocks. Amazing. So let's break a few of these key components down. So first of all, you mentioned Fulfillionaire, and I know that's the name of your podcast. So can you tell people what is a Fulfillionaire? Yes. So Fulfillionaire is interesting. Uh, about 10 minutes ago, the name of the podcast officially changed. So we'll get into that. Okay. But fulfillment, right, is a deeper feeling of happiness. If, if happiness is like being really joyful in a moment and everyone can define it differently. And I know there's lots of awesome definitions out there of it. But for me, it's like being happy in a moment, creating happy memories. And that doesn't necessarily have to be good stuff. It could also be challenging things, things that you learn from, right? So fulfillment comes from experiencing the depth of life in a way where you have the perspective that it was positive towards your growth, right? So like the hardest things in life can be fulfilling and the most amazing things in life can be fulfilling. So a fulfillionaire is someone who has the perspective that everything is oriented around their own growth and they have a gratitude for all of the things that happen. Um, positive or negative, good or bad, right or wrong, right? If we could just throw those words away a little bit and just say like everything is perfect. And that is the theme of the brand that the dojo operates under and now the show, which is the Wonder Soul show. And so Wonder Soul, the whole theme is your life is perfect and just gaining that perspective over time. And the reason I switched the name from Fulfillionaire to Wonder Soul 
is a couple of things, but the main hallmark of that is I just felt like everyone should be able to call themselves a fulfilling merit. It's not an IP that I want to own. I really want that to be like an open source thing. And so I didn't want to buy the trademarks and I didn't want to have to enforce other people not using that name because it's so amazing. So Wondersoul was something where I was like, okay, I feel comfortable owning that. I feel comfortable putting a brand around that and making that not as open sourced. And so that's why we've kind of switched it so that it's kind of like Virgin, right? The brand where it could, it could have so many things under it. So now it's the Wondersoul Dojo, the Wondersoul Show, and many other incredible things on the way. Do you ever wonder when your life is going to get good, like really good, like trips to Italy good? Maybe you have the job or the business, what you thought you wanted, but it still doesn't feel like enough and you're ready for a change, but you're worried about the pivot. Or do you ever feel like your mind is holding you back from going to the next level, making more money and creating success? Have you achieved everything you want to achieve? Maybe more than you thought was possible, but now you're burnt out and your health is suffering and you barely ever see your loved ones. Or maybe you find yourself wondering when you're ever actually going to be happy. If so, I want to invite you to my Love Your Life Masterclass. Go ahead and go to iheartmylife.com slash go and save your seat today. This is a live class where I'm sharing my better than your dreams framework, which is all about helping you create a life that's better than your dreams. I'm going to be sharing three key shifts to creating a life that you love, and it's going to be full of my best content. So go to iheartmylife.com slash go and save your seat today. I love it. Yeah, it's so interesting because I've been reading this book called Happiness is Free. I'm not sure if you've heard of it. It's by Lester Levinson and his basic protege. Um, I forget his name at the moment, but Uh, He talks about how there are no problems and I've been really just using that sort of mantra and that way of thinking in my own life regularly when it, when I experience challenges or when I experience things that I would have otherwise deemed problems. And I think it's so interesting when you shift that perspective and it helps you go into immediate gratitude for what you're experiencing because it's just life and it's not a problem. And even if it is challenging, it's all happening for you. And so it's such a different perspective and helps you shift energetically so quickly. Yeah. And I love a good cry, you know, (laughs) a good angry moment, a good sad moment, a good moment to just experience deep grief with any of the challenges that come up. Like, and I think once I, and I can't speak for everybody, but you know, once I accepted that I loved being sad sometimes and I loved being angry sometimes, it kind of gives me permission to lean into that, right? Where I'm like, dang, that thing was really tough or really hard or this situation continues to be tough or continues to be hard. And I can just be like, you know, I think I'm just gonna like allow myself three days three days to just cry it out and three days to just kind of wallow in like the pit of not adopting that perspective that this is a good thing yet knowing that I'm going to allow myself to adopt that perspective. And I like to put timelines on those things where I just say like, you know what body I'm going to, I'm going to give you. So I had like the worst breakup of my life last year. And I was like, I'm going to give it three months. I'm going to give it three months to just wallow in misery, (laughs) knowing that I'm giving myself permission to do that. And in three months, I promise to myself, I will step out of it. And then I will go monkdom and have that perspective of like, this was a beautiful, beautiful journey of grief that I allowed myself to go through so I can move forward with life. So take us back to when you hurt your back. And three years is a long time to be experiencing that. And so I'm not sure if you had the same perspective then that you have now. (laughs) No, you're shaking your head. So tell us a little bit more about that experience and how you actually healed yourself. 
Yeah. So that was, that was pretty crappy, you know, to be 18 years old and to be immobilized uh, a lot of the time and to have like such extreme pain at such a young age and in a very acute way. Right. I mean, it was literally one moment I was perfectly healthy. And then one moment later, uh, my whole life had shifted, you know, and uh, in such a dramatic way, you know, to the extent that you know, muscles are whittling away, right? You start developing uh, different allergies because you can't move as well. Your nervous system's going haywire. You get shooting pains. You like can't sleep um, because of the shooting pains and the postural things that happen when you when you hurt your back to that extent. You know, threats to uh, need fusion in your spine for people to put metal brackets on your spine on either side of your vertebrae. And then back then, the technology was is every 10 years, you'd have to fuse another level. So they're like, by 58, you'll have a fully bracketed spine. I was like, whoa, like, this is a totally different life than I was imagining for myself, you know? So that was pretty tough at the time. I did, I still was like that hopeful character, though. And I, at this point, I was working with the speaker. So, you know, I, was, I learned a lot of the techniques that kind of stabilized my situation, but I would just have to deal with a lot of pain. Occasionally, there would be days where I just could not get up. I could not move. Um, I learned a, a bunch of different techniques, like I said, that were just kind of maintenance it. But I felt not so bright about those techniques being in the future. But I did, I had this deeper sense of knowing that I would figure it out. You know, I was very committed to discovering a solution. And I tried a lot of things, Eastern medicine, Western medicine, all the different techniques. I got certified in a lot of different things. I got certified as a trainer, nutritionist. Um, corrective exercise specialist, performance enhancement specialist, just one thing after another. I mean, I really took the gamut that I could find and started training. It was interesting because in that process of learning all that stuff, I started helping other people who had much less severe injuries through the whole age group, right? Up to 60, 65, 70-year-old people, all the way down to like teenagers who had developed minor injuries, whether it was like an ACL tear, an ankle sprain, even broken bones, right? Everything was pretty much everything I could find was simpler than what I was dealing with. So all the stuff I had learned was really valuable for them. But then one day I ended up finding this technique and I was learning how to do it to other people. And I woke up the next day and this was a complete accident. My pain was gone, totally gone the next day. And even the instructor was like totally clueless on how that could have happened so quickly. And as I dug down that rabbit hole and I spent years studying these techniques that I had learned, I ended up discovering that there was a lot of stuff happening that even they, the people that had put this technique together, were unaware of. So I kind of, it's almost like if you learn the English language and then sort of fell in love with cursive and not print, and then you just kind of went down that rabbit hole far enough to like, where was cursive invented? And that's kind of what I did with this physical exercise thing. And as I got far enough in that, I started to ask myself, could people heal themselves with the same stuff that I'm learning to heal others? And the answer was yes. And then the question was, how fast could that happen? Could someone's symptoms resolve in three weeks? Could it resolve in one week? Could it resolve in a day? Could it resolve in an hour, in 20 minutes? And now I've got people on camera in 10, 20 minutes, dozens of people solving their own symptoms in 10 or 20 minutes without me laying a finger on them, literally just teaching them how this kind of myth system inside your body works, which is really biomechanically based. It's very Western medicine. And as I learned about more of the Eastern philosophies, I started to bring in the ideas of belief and the ideas of like these perspectives on life and perspectives on your body. Because if someone 
comes to you and they've got some massive injury or illness or lawsuit or whatever it is. But, and this is a very famous quote, right? Whatever you believe to be true is real. If they don't think it's possible, it could still happen, but it's far less likely. If someone comes in with all the belief in the world to me, with anything going on, I'm like, we got this. We got this because we've got enough of the Western stuff behind us that from the Eastern perspective, as long as you believe it to be true and you can visualize that feeling and you can really want it and you desire it, not just desire maybe, but know that it's possible because there's a big difference between desiring something like I want a G-Wagon and knowing something like I'm meant to be something or do something and you feel it in your bones, you're going to be just fine. Mm. And so what sort of things have people healed? Literally anything, like you name it. I mean, I've seen the craziest things happen. Like I broke three bones in my foot in Jamaica in 2017. And three months later, I ran a half marathon without a cast, without surgery, like nothing like that. There's so many things that are possible. We had this one woman, uh, Emily, who came to a live class here in Austin, Texas. And she was just coming to support us because she's like a friend. Turns out she's had scoliosis and a back injury for 15 years. And she got diagnosed when she was like 12 years old. So a bit more than 15 years. And she came to class not really knowing what to expect. And at the end of class, there was something that happened in one of one of the motions. And bear in mind, there's 60 people in this class. Like I am not doing anything personal with her, just guiding her through general stuff, just helping the electricity in her body really harmonize and calm down and activating, like I call it, this mystical system in the body, which I refer to the body as the most advanced piece of technology in the universe that we're aware of, which is very true. When she activated that system, she felt like her body start to shift itself because the body is extremely intelligent. And when she got up, her back pain was gone. And two weeks later, her back pain was still gone. And she was freaking out because she's been doing physical therapy, weightlifting, all sorts of techniques for the entire time she's had this injury and has never had a resolution, only maintenance, just like I had had. And so once the system kind of gets working, this electrical system in your body begins to heal itself, it's a way better healer than any of us are. So Mm. things like that. I mean, even uh, autoimmune diseases, right? I'm not going to say that this technique alone is the only thing. These people are usually doing phenomenal nutrition plans. They're doing tons of mindset work, right? But this electrical system that we teach people, this this dojo work that we do is extremely powerful at activating these latent abilities of your body to heal itself. And when people begin to experience these symptoms resolve, they believe it more and more and more. And the more they believe it, the more they, they know that that future is possible the faster it's possible to happen. Mm. Yeah, you mentioned belief and mindset being a key component, obviously in conjunction to the work that you do. So do you ever think that there are people who don't actually want to heal subconsciously? A hundred percent, even me. I've got stuff going on all the time. I'm like, you know, I get that I'm like the creator of everything in my world. But like I said, sometimes it feels good to have struggle. And sometimes it feels good to have anger or grief. You know, it's like sometimes you get those, those like breakthrough moments where you're totally transcendent and you're like, wow, I feel like I could do anything, but I kind of like this little pain that I'm dealing with, or I kind of like like the tip that I'm having with my like wife or husband. And it's kind of exciting. And it adds a little bit of flair to life. Like if everything was smooth and easy, would it be smooth and easy? Right. It's like, there can't be strong without weak and there can't be fun without boring. So, you know, to an extent, it's like that perspective of everything is perfect. As you understand that and embody that more, it allows you to sort of let go to making things good all the time. You can say like, okay, I know how to make things good if I really need to. 
and I can recognize sometimes I don't want them to be good yet. And I want that to just play out and I want it to unfold naturally. And then occasionally I'm like, no, no, I'm taking care of this right now. Totally. And the reason I ask that is that I've been toying with the idea of, you know, if you really wanted it, you'd have it already. And I see that to be true in so many areas of my life. Of course, some things take time, but you know, there's so much that we're in resistance to, or that subconsciously we actually help kind of continue on. And it's just so interesting when you think about life like that. Mm -hmm. It must be perfect. (laughs) So I'm curious to know a little bit more about your work, because I know that, um, Fairly recently, you came up with the Wonder Soul brand or the new name, I should say. So tell us more. What does that encapsulate besides the podcast of the dojo? So it's kind of like I inferred to earlier. It's something similar to like Virgin, right? Where it's going to be able to hold a lot of things. And I don't know how deep you want me to go on this, but basically the dojo that it used to be called the Thrive Dojo. And I had built that brand to kind of carry the legacy of this electrical technique that I had built as body-based technique, right? And I knew from a variety of meditative practices and talking with people that I really felt like it was going to impact a billion people. And then I had a really profound experience where I was suddenly kind of gifted the knowledge that um, that was not true, that just didn't feel in alignment. Like it wasn't going to be a billion people. It was going to be everyone on the planet. And I was like, oh, okay. Um, you know, when you get that like deep knowing where you're supposed to do something and you're like, ah, that feels a little like massive and like scary. And can't I just like play smaller, but you're, you have this like deeper knowing, like maybe a lot of people can relate to it. Like there's someone really gorgeous on the other side of the room when you're single. Right. And you just like feel the pull to that person, but you're also terrified of that person. Right. This happens a lot in life too, in, in business and it happens in connection, right? It even happens in like our health journeys, right? Like we know there's something profound that we should do, but there's also fear because we know how much our life could change. And so when I got this like deeper knowing that it was meant to expand far beyond this 1 billion people thing, I was like, wow, okay, I really need to change the way I'm looking at this. If it's just this super geeky, sciencey technique, there's only so many people that can speak English, And so many people that I can really funnel through that type of marketing where it's like, of course, like everybody should experience this dojo work because it's like, once you learn it one time, you can now heal yourself physically forever and probably teach people around you if they sprain an ankle or anything like that. So it's very simple. Actually, once you learn it, you can use it for anyone. I'm sure James has like tried to teach you a couple things here and there. And no matter what's going on, the more you learn about it, the more you're able to help yourself and help others forever. Like I, this is the whole point, right? Like I could die tomorrow. And there's tons of people that know this stuff so well. And the course that's out there teaches it so well that everyone can do this for the rest of their life. I mean, think about the value of that. If any time you ever hurt yourself in the future, if any time you had like a sour mood that you knew you wanted to shift, you could just do it on a dime because you had learned how to do this work. I mean, it's, it's incredible, right? So I asked myself, okay, if every human on the planet needs to experience this, I need to broaden how I'm going about it. I need to delegate way more. I need to invite so many more partners to come in, people that are way more talented and magical than I am, people that are good at all of these different things, right? So the podcast is one way to do it. This interview show, massive exposure when you get the right guests, right? Like you're doing with this I Heart My Life. 
the dojo, the physical practice is really great. But then I asked myself, what's the hallmark of that physical practice that it's really teaching? And the thing we always taught was your body is perfect. And as soon as you take that perspective and you start from that seed and you work outwards, if your body is perfect, is any injury bad? No. If your body is perfect, is any symptom bad? No. And as soon as you start looking at it from that perspective, that the symptom must be a good thing, that the injury must be a good thing, it changes the way that you deal with it. And that's why this stuff works so quickly, because we start using the body's own system to heal itself, rather than us saying the body is making a mistake, we must fix the said mistake, right? And that's where we get into these like 12 week, 24 week programs, right? That is pretty classical in the world of healing. So I started to say, okay, your body is perfect. But in reality, we could expand that to your life is perfect because it works much the same way. We'll sit with ourselves and say like, oh, this really tough thing that I'm facing in my life, this, you know, falling apart marriage or this, like, for me, the distancing from these children I had spent so much time with, like, I could look at that as such, such a challenging thing that put me in such a pain cave. Or I could say, this must be perfect. And if it were perfect, why would that be? And then how can I lean into that perfection? How can I understand that this is actually going to be one of the greatest things in my life, similar to my backbreaking at the time, I would have no idea. And I'm sure everyone here has many situations in your life that you look back at now and say, gosh, in that moment, it was so tough. But now, wow, this entire thing exists because of that accident. Because of what happened to me, thousands, tens of thousands of people are capable of healing themselves, their loved ones, and this work is going to live on for generations to come so that everyone can learn how to do it, right? And now the Wondersoul Festival is happening in November, right? And we're going to have like this epic experience and just so many beautiful things are going to happen because of me breaking my back. And I'm sure everyone has something like that. And once you give that rocket fuel to your pain, your trauma, your problems, and just say, wow, those were so amazing for me, it takes off. So Wondersoul came about as something that could hold all of this stuff. So I started a podcast production company to help other people with beautiful messages, do it at a very high production level, and be able to market really well so that we can really help the world take this perspective of your life is perfect in a number of different ways. From all these different filters, think of it as like music, right? People are like, oh, should I start another podcast or should I do a new interview show or should I make another movie in Hollywood, right? And they say like, there's already so many of X type of thing or you're like, oh, should I really become a coach? Should I do this? I heart my life thing. Like there's so many people and I'm like, yes, because it's like music. Is there ever a point in time where you're like, oh, there's too many musical songs coming out that I love? No, you always want more of it. And the same way that we always want more music, we always want more art because it's all beautiful and unique and authentic and beautiful. We always want more of all of these things, of podcasts, of coaches, right? Of art, of music, of movies, of content. There's, it's always going to affect someone profoundly. And that's a beautiful gift to give the world. So started a podcast production company, started a course curation company to help people really create courses at a high level. Um, many, many other things in the works. I just became a part owner in a new Hollywood movie studio that creates multimedia, comic books, all sorts of beautiful things, right? So there's there's a lot more things coming down the pipe with all of it, a lot more partnerships on the way. And that's where Wondersoul came from, is how can I impact the globe? And the answer is it's not through one thing, it's through 
many things under the umbrella of your life is perfect and partnership. I love that so much. And there's so many points I want to touch on there. But the first thing is really around this piece, you know, I've been feeling it for myself around acceptance and surrender, because I think when we're in resistance to what's happening in our life, you know, they say whatever we resist persists. um, And we don't get to have the perspective of this is happening for me, because we're so anti it. And so if but when we're when we're in acceptance and surrender, and even what it sounds like, kind of like awe um, to the experience, and you go back even to what James calls the past library and look at the story of the back pain and how that was actually one of the best things that could ever happen. And you apply that perspective to any current challenge. It truly is a game changer. And then when you're in that place of surrender, you're also more creative and you're looking for like, is there a solution? Is there someone who could help me? And you know, how can I use this to teach other people and support them as they're going through something similar, right? There becomes so much more positivity surrounding, surrounding it. That is a beautiful perspective to have. You know, something, I'm not sure if we could offer this to your listeners and viewers who watch this, but I would love to put up, I have like a public Spotify playlist that I do two, three times a day. And I call it my receiving playlist. And we could just give them the link to it. And basically I have this practice called surrender, allow, enjoy. And that's kind of the three-step process I've noticed with this work is I uh, will lay down my back, open up my arms, and I will just play this playlist. I'll go like five to 20 minutes, depending on how long I have. Sometimes I'm not able to lay down. Sometimes it's in the car. And I will just sit there and say, okay, I'm going to surrender to my current circumstances and the things that I can't change. I will allow these things to move me into the perfect directions that I know they're leading me. And I will enjoy the flow of everything that comes my way through the process and all the gifts this is going to bring me. And I just repeat, surrender, allow, enjoy, surrender, allow, enjoy, and just allow that to move me. And the songs and this playlist are just mind-blowingly beautiful. I'm actually creating like a whole custom track that maybe I could hook up the audience with. Yeah, of course. course. (laughs) Yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. Um, The other piece I want to touch on just selfishly, um, have you actually, there's this beautiful documentary that Ethan Hawke made about Joanne Woodward and Paul Newman and their relationship. And basically they were interviewed and all the people in their life were interviewed decades ago. And Paul Newman actually destroyed all the audio in the 90s. But luckily there were transcripts. So Ethan Hawke has all these celebrities reading the transcripts, like George Clooney plays Paul Newman. And so it goes, he tells this whole series of their, their relationship in their life. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because in, at one point he talks about how Joanne Woodward, which, who I didn't actually know that much about, she knew from such a young age that she was meant to be an actress and do something big. But at times it was almost like this affliction because her purpose was so massive and it was driving her and it caused a lot of friction when she started having kids and trying to figure out who she was within her career as a mom and so on and so forth. And I really, I resonated with that because I feel like my vision is so massive. And although it's such a beautiful thing, just as you touched on, sometimes there's fear associated with it. And sometimes it's like, can I actually do this? Is this actually meant for me? Am I a crazy person? So I'm curious to know, how do you, you obviously have a lot on your plate. You have a big vision. So how are you managing that? And how do you move through any of the doubt and fear and insecurity? Well, I have tons of doubt, fear and insecurity, just like anyone would. And I think there was a point in time where I really strived to have as little doubt, as little fear, and as little insecurity as possible. That is no longer the case. I think the difference is 
in that surrendering to the doubt, the fear and insecurity in that allowing of it and in that enjoying of it that we just talked about, what's become really apparent to me is that, um, do you know Marie Diamond, the feng shui, Mm -hmm. like she's this magical being, right? She's awesome. She says that life is 33% destiny, 33% environment, where you are physically and the people that surround you and 33% free will. So when I think about it that way, I'm like, okay, if I maximize my environment, I just say like, I want to be somewhere beautiful to the best of my ability, or at least take the perspective that where I am is beautiful. I want to have beautiful people around me. Not that they have to be positive and energetic and uplifting, but that they're perfect for me. Also taking the perspective that it must be perfect. So I want some people around me that create friction. And I want some people around me that make me lighter and allow me to fly and float. I want a combination of those things. And I also take the perspective that it must be perfect whatever way it is. And if I want to change anything, it's more of play than it is necessity, right? And then the free will. And I think free will for me, that 33%, I can always optimize by saying, gosh, it just all must be perfect. And as long as I hold that perspective, everything works smoothly. And then destiny. And I just hold on to the idea, the knowing that there's nothing that you can do to mess this up. There's nothing that's going to mess it up for you. It's going to happen. The only thing that's going to mess it up is you thinking that you're messing it up. (laughs) So good. Yeah. Yeah, And I also love, you know, the perspective of, like you said, it's all perfect. You you can't mess this up, but also that your success and what you do is not dependent on any one thing. Because I think we think like if the launch didn't go well, or that connection falls through, or the podcast fails, like, oh my gosh, my destiny is screwed, (laughs) but it's so not true. And you know, there's always another way. There's always that pivot. There's that free will. There's, it's all perfect. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I just uh, recently made uh, a Mind Valley University episode where I featured this guy, Ronan Diego de Oliveira, who teaches the hollow body stuff for Mind Valley. And I caught him on camera saying this thing that I know we've all heard before, but he said it in such a beautiful way. And I'll reiterate it here. I'll paraphrase it, which is if you have two choices in life and they're both good choices, choose the choice or make the choice, go down the path of the choice that even if it were to fail, you love that you chose it. So it's like, if you want to hint at what destiny is really leading you towards and what the the right path is, I'd say always choose the thing. If there is a choice between two things or three or five, the thing that you're like, gosh, if it fails, I'm going to love that I did this. So if you're starting a podcast or starting an MBA because you think it's the right thing to do or it's a smart decision, but you don't have your heart in it, either find a way that your heart can be in it or choose the other thing. Choose the thing where your heart can be in it and that the surrender, the allowing and enjoying is you allowing yourself to enjoy it rather than fighting all this resistance, right? So even if it sounds like the smart decision, like I think following your intuition, following your heart is always going to lead you down a better path and and to surprises in the unknown of things you could have never imagined coming true. Yeah. And that's so important because that also means you're going to enjoy the journey and not just be so focused on that destination or that end point. So one of the other things I want to ask you before we start to wrap up is about something you said before we started this conversation. So I'm not going to come out and just say it because I want you to explain it. You'll be far more eloquent. But you talked about if this were your last interview, how you would show up. Can you explain that frame of mind? Because I think it's really beautiful. Yeah. And 
if this sounds good for you, the listeners and and uh, watchers, take it. And if it scares you, don't worry about it. <laughs> so my perspective is, and this is because I've had several near near death experiences, and I always, for whatever reason, since I was 18 and, and worked with that motivational speaker, I always say every time I go up on stage, every time I come to do an interview, every time I'm filming, every time I'm doing anything, really, even meeting with friends, I say, okay, in two hours, I could hit by a bus and everything could be over. This life is over. And this could be my last opportunity to really spend time with these people. This would be my last opportunity to teach to inspire, to be really present here and now in the thing that I'm being called to in this moment. So I'm going to go all out and just be super present and like really be in this moment with my heart, with my brain, with my soul, right? All of it. On the flip side of that, the thing I didn't mention before the show is I also get hit by a bus and it could literally just pop up a screen that says, would you like to restart or would you like to go to the waiting room? So we might be living in a computer simulation and maybe all of this is not serious at all. So I tend to bounce between those two beliefs where I'm like, okay, this is super intense and serious. And it's probably all a video game anyways. So, you know, kind of take whichever side feels good for you. That's so funny. Okay, so one of the final questions I'd love to ask is something we ask all of our guests here on the I Heart My Life show. So what is one way our listeners can create a life that's better than their dreams? Because we all know the mind only takes us so far. We're capable of so much more. So what is one way they can create a life better than their dreams? Unless you're driving, don't do this. But if you're not driving and you're not walking and you're safe, close your eyes, breathe through your belly, through your nose, Allow your belly to really expand. Do a really shallow, slow breath out through your nose, allowing your belly to collapse. One more time, into your nose, through your belly to the best of your ability. Not a big breath, just nice and shallow, just being really present with it and breathing all the way out through the belly. And do one last one, breathing in through the nose, through the belly, shallow breath. Just enjoying what it smells like unless you farted. And breathe all the way out, breathing out through your nose, through your belly. Maybe you have a kid near you who's got a poopy diaper. And then open your eyes and realize that when you can connect with yourself, you can be really present. Something I do all the time is I'll wiggle my two fingers together like this and just feel the skin against each other. Just really feeling what it feels like to be super present with my body, with these sensations that are right here and right now. And if you can train yourself to feel this many, many times a day, there's a little, not a voice, but there's a feeling that's always guiding you to the perfect thing. And it is feeling. It's not a thought. It's a feeling, right? And that feeling can be translated into thoughts. And that's what the simplest way I can explain, like following your heart or following your intuition. If you ever are like, oh, it's, it's tough for me. I don't know what it's saying. You can just get really, really present just by doing this, just by breathing in and out through the belly. This is my favorite one. Sometimes if I'm really distractible, I'll do two and I'll rub my feet together at the same time and I'll do a lot of physical movements all at once so I can get super, super present and distract myself with many things at the same time. You ever done this one? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's yeah. like really tough for people to do. Your head, too, so it'll chest, take your yeah. mind off a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And so as you do these like more complicated physical things that don't take a lot of energy or effort brings you to that present moment and maybe makes you giggle. And hopefully giggling is the easiest way to be like with your spirit, right? To really like let go of your thoughts is like just allow a giggle. It's why I make poopy diaper jokes and things like that, right? 
because it allows you to sort of let go of whatever's happening in that present tension so that you can be available for that present openness, which is always there. It's always there, no matter what is going on, even a life or death situation. If you can just get really present, there's a feeling in you that's always guiding you to the most perfect, most beautiful outcome possible. And you don't have to understand where it's going. You don't under you have to understand like why it wants you to do that. You just have to follow it. Just kind of follow the knowing. And I've practiced this in a lot of like really silly, almost meaningless ways where I'll be like, mm, what I'm driving today, I have like an extra 10 minutes on this, on this drive than I thought. I'm going to take a right turn here because it just feels good. I'm going to take that right turn. And that's how you can sort of build a relationship with the intuition and the feelings in your body. When you're walking down the street, you're like, hmm, I'm going to stand still for 10 seconds because it just feels good to do that. Just keep that relationship and just do those little things sometimes and have fun with it. And just, again, you listen to that like weird intuition. You're like, I wonder what's going to happen right now. And I've had, I have so many every single day, crazy things happen. I just like listen to that. And then suddenly someone will come up and talk to me that I had no idea I would meet that day. Just miracles. And as Jan and Monica define miracles, it's things that are outside of your current awareness that then come into your awareness that radically shift either direction of your life or the speed at which things are occurring. And I think that's beautiful. Are you open to miracles? And you mentioned Jan and Monica. They've been on your podcast, so we can find that on your Instagram, correct? Mm -hmm. Yep. And they're just incredible, incredible people. So I am definitely a big fan of your work. James has played some of your, your they're not tapes. What do I call them? Tracks now? Yep. <laughs> what year are we in? Um, for me, and I had back pain one day and literally woke up and it was gone. And so I definitely know that the work that you do is so, so powerful with firsthand experience. I know that you've spent hours on the phone with my father-in-law talking to him about his back. And there are countless things that you've been able to help people heal. So how can people find you online and also work with you directly? Yeah. So you can go Instagram. I'm at Skip Kelly Films. If you type in Skip Kelly, it'll probably pop up. I've got like uh, all the Wonder Soul stuff available on there with like the bio and whatnot. You can go to www.thethrivedojo.com, which will probably redirect you to a bunch of other stuff, but you'll find all sorts of things. Working with me one-on-one is very tough to do. I don't do that unless I feel extremely called or it's some like massive thing because I've got all these other things going on at the same time. However, we do uh, cohort programs where people can do like an eight-week program to really get into the community and meet all these other cool people and learn this stuff for the rest of their life. We've got a digital course that walks people through it. And I always have like group chats with everyone involved in the digital course if there's like big questions going on. And the ideal would be if someone can come to Austin or we teach globally and there's there's different classes all over the world at different points. And again, all that can be found usually on my Instagram is the easiest way to do the link in bio and kind of see where everything is happening. But coming to a live experience with Wonder Soul and all that, gosh, that's definitely the most profound shift someone could experience in the work that I do in particular. And if anyone benefited dramatically from this interview or there's any big takeaways, I'd love to hear from you. And again, Instagram is the best way to connect with me directly. Beautiful. Well, thank you so much for this conversation and for stepping up to the plate and doing this work in the world and for listening to the calling. Um, You're making such a difference in so many lives. And I know it's just going to keep growing exponentially. Hey, likewise, you're the person that brought me on the show and I'm sure lots of other incredible people. So thank you for serving and for doing this. And even after recovering three weeks of COVID and getting on this call and doing it, and I know you had appointments today and I know you're super, super busy and you've got so much awesome stuff happening in your life. So thank you for doing this. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks, Skip. 
I hope you enjoyed this episode of the I Heart My Life show. Now do us a favor and tell people about this episode. It's truly our duty to make sure that the I Heart My Life movement is spread far and wide. The truth is life can be challenging, but it is possible for all women to love themselves and their lives. And while you're at it, send a link to this episode to three of your friends today, or maybe even post it on social media. Use the hashtag I Heart My Life Show. That's hashtag I Heart My Life Show. And if you'd like to help me personally, then please rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts. Give us some stars, cheer us on, and leave a review because believe it or not, that stuff actually really does help. And I read all of them. Please remember everything you desire is meant for you and possible. Keep showing up, taking action, and believing in your dreams.